0: Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Jonathan Dyke. What, what I love about the people that stand behind me, whether it's here, or whether it's in um, Worthing or Crawley or Burgess Hill, is they're not here to worship you. they're not here to worship me. They're not even here to worship each other. They're not even here to worship the song. And that last song's a powerful song. That's over 30 years old, that song, and it's still got presence in it. But what I love about the the, the men and women and young people, older people, that God is using in this stage is that in the platform of their own lives, they know how to worship is so when they get up, they know the power of praising, the power of worshipping, the power of focusing on God. What I love about the guys behind me is they're not here to worship anyone else other than Jesus. And I love that because you can feel it. Did you kind of sense it? Don't, don't worship the worship. Please don't do that because we'll miss the love of God in that. We'll miss the heart of God in that. And and it was interesting, I I came in a few minutes late from the prayer meeting this morning, apologies for that. Um, I was driving uphill, you understand, um, from the coast. But as I came in, I just uh, heard heard Tim actually say that he felt that God was speaking about Mary and Martha and and today's message as part of the King is Coming is God's just been impressing upon me is how do we position our hearts How are you right now? How are you on the TV? How am I? How do we position our hearts determines what actually what we get from God? Uh, And I'm kind of going to unpack that a little bit in these next few moments and then give us some opportunity to respond to that personally. Whether you're online, you can respond through the chat. Uh, You can respond through the info, uh, email. You can just respond if you're online. Don't just sit there and watch today. You're part of what God is doing right now. And the king is coming here. The king is coming to you. The king is going to keep on coming. And, and this picture that I just had of what does the king coming mean? I don't know if you remember in, in Isaiah. It's kind of one of the books in the Old Testament at the front end of the Bible. And there's this guy called Isaiah. He was just going to church. It was his schedule to be in church on that day. And he was just turning up. I, I don't know what he was expecting to see, what he was expecting to experience. I have no idea. His name just appeared on a schedule and he turned up. And it was like, it's my turn. Here I am. But on this day, God had another schedule. And I believe that however you've come into the building this morning, however you've come into your church in the homes, whether you're in Crawley, Birdie Sill or down in Worthing or further afield, God has another schedule for us today. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> but as Isaiah came in and he was just going through the business of the day and doing what he was doing, suddenly, guess what? God turned up. Isn't that a surprise? For them, it was. God, you're not scheduled to come for another six months. Can you come? But God's schedule is he wants to move now. He wants to show you his love now. He wants to reach out now. He wants to touch your life now. He wants to heal you now. He wants to restore you now. He wants to revive you now. He just wants to love on you now. He wants to give you a a huge, holy, intimate cuddle now. That's his schedule. That's his priority. Why? Because his love has an object, and his object is you. God so loved the world. But as Isaiah was just doing the business of the day, suddenly it said that that God just appeared in his glory. What does his glory mean to me? It means his goodness, his nature. But in the Bible, it says his glory began to fill the temple. But that's a funny word fill the temple. Because actually it meant it didn't just stop when he arrived. It carried on coming. His glory kept on coming. His goodness kept on coming. His love kept on coming. His favour kept on coming. You couldn't stop it. In other words, the temple wasn't the size of the glory. The glory was far bigger than the temple. Do you understand that? And it's like standing in a river and you're trying to stop it, but you can't, there's just too much of it. You can contain it, we can put it in a bucket, we can put it in our pockets, we can even just put our own bodies in it, but there's too much coming for you and I to stop. That is like the love of God today. The love of God wants to overwhelm you, overtake you, wants to fill you, wants to overfill you. Woo-hoo! The love of God is bigger than you bigger than me. It's bigger than us. It's bigger than this nation. It's bigger than the nations. The love of God is universal. Glory to Jesus. And his schedule for you and for me today is he just wants to come a bit more. He wants to love us a bit more. It's like how much more can God love me as much as he is? He doesn't love me because I need it. He loves me because he is it. Ooh, I have no idea what's going on behind your faces. So I'm just imagining you've got big smiles on your faces. There's no gritted teeth. I mean, if you're gnashing of teeth, I can't hear you anyway. <laughs> that was Rachel, for those of you watching on the telly, but we love Rachel. <laughs> but here's the question. This is a really busy kind of time of the year. Have you realised that? Have any of you kind of just feel a bit busy I know life is changing and life's changes make everything feel busy. Announcements make us review, take stock. What am I going to do? What am I not going to do? What's going to happen? What's not going to happen? Please don't go there. Don't follow or finish the sentence of people, particularly the Lord, right? We've heard that last week. Pastor class message last week was immense. Is that how we look up and, and God was showing us for, for centuries, I'm gonna send someone and he's a king and he's wonderful and he's everlasting. And then I love the bit in the Bible between the Old Testament and New Testament, about 400 years of zilch, nothing. The only thing that you've got is the page that you turn over. From Malachi, who? Last book in the Bible to Matthew, couple of Ms. There's just one page. But that one page represents 400 years of nothing. Silence, it's like heaven is shut for the the night. God's gone to sleep, he hasn't gone to sleep. Then suddenly, patang, something happens while three shepherds are out darning their socks one night. (laughs) I know all of the songs. I brought a grandson up with me, he loves that one. Suddenly, heaven started to speak and wanted to talk about glory to God and peace on earth. The king's coming. And don't you just love that? God's schedule was different than the shepherd's schedule. His schedule today is different than yours. Today, God wants to ask you and I the question. You remember the story, where maybe your kids are doing it at Nativity or maybe you've watched the film Nativity. It's quite a good film. Uh, I prefer Elf or the Christmas Muppet movie myself, but you'll get the point. Is God is asking you, because he was asking me, is there room at your inn? Ooh. And I said, well, Lord, I don't own an inn. I said, yes, you do. It's your heart. He said, is there room for me in your inn? And I said, well, Lord, I hope so. I believe there is. I trust there is. And God said to me, but you don't know how big I am. I don't come to you like a baby. I don't even come to you like a young man of 12 that gets lost coming home from church one day. I don't come to you as a young man that gets dunked in the river and then comes back up and everybody's coming out to hear him and see him. He said, I don't even come to you as someone who had a powerful, life changing, God driven ministry on the earth. He said, I come to you as the King of Glory. And I just thought, well, okay, Lord, maybe I've just found room in my heart for a baby, but actually, you're not. You're a grown up. You're not just a grown up, you're the King. Or maybe I've just found room in my heart for someone that's just busy. He was a carpenter. He was just doing stuff, doing stuff, doing stuff, doing stuff. And again, as I said earlier, when I came into this prayer and Tim was saying about this challenge between Mary's and Martha's, I realised that I didn't want to be a Martha, but maybe I had by mistake. I was just doing stuff and being busy. But the whole theme or the focus for today is, Yes, the King is coming. and It's not about looking up now, it's about looking in. Is there room in the inn of my own life? Where is my heart? Where is my passion? Where is my love focused on? Is that, do you understand that? I don't mean that we will have to go out and you know, buy a stable block somewhere and live in it. I mean, what's going on in our life inside of us? Inside of you when you're watching on the screen? Inside of us, where is it... Again, in the Old Testament, and it's interesting that Colin used this at the beginning. Not interesting, really, because God's in charge, isn't he? But in Isaiah 40, which again is out of this same period of time, uh, hundreds of years before Jesus appeared as a a man. In Isaiah chapter 40, God says this. He says, comfort, comfort my people. Again, I don't know whether you know what this means. This, This word comfort carries comfort in it. It's not just a word of comfort, it's a nature of comfort. It's a spirit of comfort. It's got all the ingredients of comfort. In other words, maybe you maybe you need to hear someone say, yeah, I think you're great, I think you're great, I think you're great, you know, you're doing a good job, that's good, but I tell you, God is saying, I'll comfort you. I'm going to comfort you. I'm going to come and... Live in you. I'm going to come and dwell in you. I'm going to come and have my being in you. I'm going to come and rule in you and through you. Man, that's comfort. I'm going to take everything that you were and make it everything that you can be. I'm going to come and take everything that was bad and change it and make it good. That's comfort. I'm so thankful that Jesus was not just sympathetic That Jesus didn't look at our lives and say, I'm really sorry for you guys, I'll send flowers. Man, I don't know, I like flowers, but I don't think that would have made a big difference to my inn, other than having a little flower pot on the outside of it that says, welcome, come in here and be like me. (laughs) But I know Jesus isn't a God of sympathy alone, he's a God of compassion. And that compassion means not only do I see a need, but I'm going to come and meet the need and change it and transform people in it. That's the love of God. So this comfort, comfort, my people, says your God, speak tenderly to Horsham, to Burgess Hill, to Crawley, to Worthing, to to the United Kingdom. There's a message that the king brings. As well as speaking it, he's demonstrating it in how he is and who he is. God is the God of all comfort, isn't He? Yes. Jesus is a comforter. As a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for a God. Every valley, just say every valley with me. <laughs> what does that mean? Thank you. It means every valley. <laughs> means every time we feel like we're going downhill and it's not going to stop, every time it feels like we've got to get back, every valley, every issue, every crisis, every schism, everything that we fall into in the things of life, God's love is going to raise it up. Not you or me, thankfully, but no, the in, the one who lives in my in, in my innermost, inside my heart, he is the one who raises up valleys. And every mountain and hill made low. What does that mean? Apart from Rachel. Thank you. It means every mountain and hill will be made low. Every challenge, every crisis, every, what are they saying now? What are they doing here? Every one of those will be made low. Why? So you can walk on it without stumbling. That's the love of God. The love of God does more than just look at the mountain and say, oh, there's a big mountain. He says, no, together we'll have it. The rough ground shall become level. The rugged places are plain. What does that mean? Smooths away. away. Is anybody over here listening? <laughs> yes. Just wave at me over. Paul is nodding. You might be asleep. I don't know. Good. To, good. This love is prepared to traverse the valleys, move the mountains, come over the dirty ground, come over the rugged places, so that you know Him. Come on, this, this love of God, the king who is coming, who wants us to have the king on the inside will traverse every bit of territory, every issue, every mountain, every valley, every wilderness, every rugged place so that you and I can know him personally on the inside of our inn. This is amazing, what, what love is that? That's what I call incredible love. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed. We, we had someone uh, down in, our, in uh, Worthing a couple of weeks ago that gave their life to Jesus after a lot of prayer, a lot of encouragement, a lot of this. I've so been on Alpha, which was brilliant. Sign up for next Alpha. Bring a friend. It will change them eternally. All right. But they will have thousands of questions. Thousands of questions. Thousands of questions. You know what God's answer was? He just loved them. And I tell you, it was, it was a joy to see that this, this man, who one day knew about the love of Jesus, the next day had it inside of him. Yes. Come on! Yes. But yeah, we can give the Lord some praise because that's an eternal, life-changing comfort. That's not just comfort. There, there, it'll be all right. Comfort is I'm going to come and live in you and I'm going to change you and I'm going to transform you. I'm going to renew you. I'm going to rule in you and through you if you let me. That's comfort. And I, I, we, we've had the privilege. I've met up with him or three times since then and he, I, I mean, he's just, he's just like, a, he's like a new person. Who'd have thought it? He's like a new creation. Who would have thought it? He's like, he's like a 10-year-old in a 70-year-old's body. Who'd have thought it? And I just love that. And that schedule is the same today. God wants to overwhelm you over me to renew our youth, to re-energize us if we're getting a bit weary, to comfort you and to comfort me. Come on. I believe he wants to do that right now. Actually just stand up. Just stand up. If you're at home, if you can stand up. If you're here, you can stand up. Colin said to me earlier, how long do you need? I said, I have no idea. I said, what are you going to do? I said, I have no idea. Just close your eyes a minute. It does all go dark, but we're not afraid of the dark, are we? But I believe there is comfort that's been released this morning. The compassion, the closeness of the King. The King is coming, but the King is in you. If you've given your life to Jesus, then the King is already in the inn. And again, just another little bit of imagery, which hopefully will help you. In that first nativity scene where, where Jesus was born and there was wood and straw and moose and baas and oinks, why well not oinks, they put them in, but all kinds of animals in the stable and then suddenly people turned up with gold, frankincense and myrrh. And I just had this image and I'm just going to share it with you because I think it'll help you, is that when God comes into our inn, he'll take the wood, he'll take the stubble, he'll take the hay and he'll change it into gold silver, precious stones. Come on now. He'll take everything that we've built our inn on and he'll change it so that it's built with majestic materials. Come on now. Gold, the amazing eternal love of God. Silver, the redemptive purpose of Jesus. Precious stones, the fruit of many, many years. In other words, we've got Father, Son and Holy Spirit. When you let Jesus in your life, you let everything of God in your life. But I just want to, to press pray right now. Father, I want to thank you right now. Anybody in the room here, anybody watching right now or anybody watching from now, that Lord, you you comfort those people. You comfort us, you are our comfort. Holy Spirit, you're the comfort all, And I want to thank you right now that you steal the arguments. You bring peace where there is dis-ease. You bring comfort where there is uncomfort. I want to thank you right now that you come and comfort the inn, as it were, with your presence right now. Lord, I don't know about everybody else, but Lord, I welcome you into the inn of my life afresh. Lord, come and keep on coming right now. I know many, many people here have received you already, but Lord, let us go on receiving you because you've not finished giving. I want to thank you right now that you lift the burdens. You lift whatever we've brought, what we shouldn't be carrying, we give it to you right now. We just give it to you right now because you comfort your people. You comfort your people. You comfort your people. people. Father, I want to thank you for people particularly watching online. That Even though they're not here physically, in the spirit, we're in one room. We're together. And I pray right now for everybody watching online. The end of migraines, troubles that keep you awake at night, this this, this insomnia that seems to be on the growth. We just rebuke that insomnia right now. This lack of sleep. No, Lord, you said you grant your servants sleep. And in the inn, we thank you that there's good sleep in the inn. Everybody sleeps well in the inn. Ah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The word goes on in John 1 that this word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We've seen his glory, the glory of the only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Father, Holy Spirit, I thank you right now that you fill everyone here afresh with your grace. And you might be standing there or sitting there thinking, I'm really weak. Good. That's exactly the kind of people God's grace is for. (laughs) There's nothing about your strength or my strength that qualifies us for his grace. His love has qualified us. Because the king is coming. And he's going to keep on coming. And he wants to come into an inn. He wants to make it clean. He wants to make it Holy, if you like. He wants to make it set apart. The Bible says he takes the old heart out and puts a new one in. That's, your, that's you, that's me. If you don't know Jesus today, you've just tuned in by accident and you're watching there with a family member, God wants to give you a new heart this morning. He doesn't just want you to know that there is a king on the outside, but there's a king who wants to come and live on the inside. He wants to come and have his dwelling with you, with me. Don't look at the condition of your own heart. Because like me, when I did that, it just puts me off. No, look at the condition of God's heart. <laughs> just say, yes, I want Jesus in my life. Jesus, I give you my heart and I receive yours in exchange. And you can do that right now if you want to. You can do it right now in the room if you want to. You can, Jesus says, do not let your heart be troubled, but trust in the Lord and also in me, not me, him of course. If, if right now in the room you're just feeling troubled, anxious, your focus just seems to go or disappear. Maybe it's because you've positioned yourself around busyness and God wants you to position yourself around readiness, that we're ready. And if that's you, you can do that right now in the room or on the TV. It's just, okay, Lord, I'll give you this trouble. I'll give you this trouble. I'll give it you. I'm not going to let my heart be troubled. I'm not going to let my heart be troubled and I don't want really to leave you standing up for too long but just for a couple more moments is that okay many of you would know the the big story the parable the parabola story Jesus was great at telling stories in the Bible and in those stories were some tremendous truths but because like you and me the people just didn't get the truth straight away he, he painted them with word pictures and this is a parable of ten virgins And some of these were just busy, getting this, getting that, getting this, getting that, trying to sort this out, that out. But the other 10 were looking for the bridegroom to come. And when they saw him far off, they they did what they needed to do. Let's make sure that we're in the right bunch of people today. The world is busy, right? It wants us to be busy. Your workplace wants us to be busy. But Jesus did not come to produce busyness, but fruitfulness in you and I. So what's going on on the inn determines what comes out of our hands. <laughs> so let the king come in your heart. Maybe you just realise, yeah, actually, I've really been a bit busy. Kind of My, my, my time with God has just gone or my, my time just in worship has just gone. God isn't going to beat you up for that. He just wants to come and clean out the inn a little bit and say, no, wait a minute, I, I need to be the first. I'm the king of kings, I'm the author of life from the beginning and the end. Don't don't live like a Martha and miss this tremendous cycle that happens when we worship and adore Jesus and we pour out everything that we are onto the feet of everything that he is. And he just keeps saying, Yeah, come, come and worship, come and worship. He doesn't push us away or ignore us, he doesn't chide us, he doesn't rebuke us, he, he doesn't do anything, he just says, just keep coming, just keep coming. There's more of me, just keep coming, just keep giving your adoration, just keep coming. And as he, he as as people are pouring out, he's pouring out. He just keeps loving on people, he just keeps healing people, he just keeps saving people, he just keeps forgiving people. Do you understand that? There's this cycle that goes on. So Father, I want to thank you right now that you have poured your love out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And if you can, if you can just lift up your hands right now again, just for the last last moment standing up in the room. Hopefully you're standing up. It's Holy Spirit, I want to thank you right now that you come upon us afresh. Let our adoration be on you right now. Come, Holy Spirit, because you have not and you will not give us a spirit of fear. You won't. But it's a spirit of love and of a power and of right thinking. You will not give us a spirit of rejection or condemn that. You will not. You will not. So do not receive one. You will. Give me a spirit of love and a power and of a sound mind. And I receive that right now where I'm standing, where I'm sitting, wherever I am, I receive that right now. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus.
1: Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your peace. This morning there is an anointing for peace. We cannot make ourselves peaceful. we can only choose to receive the gift of peace. Wherever we sit, wherever we stand, wherever we watch, wherever we listen, we turn our heads to hear the still small voice of calm. My peace I give unto you. I give you my peace that the world cannot give. I give you the peace that surpasses all understanding. Don't try to understand it. Mm. Fix your eyes on me and receive. Take my peace. Thank you, Father, that our cup runs over this morning. Our cup runs over with your abundance, the abundance of your peace. And Father, we choose to walk in your peace this morning. We choose to take that peace with us because you are our comforter, you are our joy. We have heard your word, and we choose to walk in it, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.
0: His presence is here. It's a wonderful carol that I learned to sing when I was really, really tiny, teeny. In the Bleakwood Minter, and as the second part of it says this, what can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would give a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. But what can I give him? Give him my heart. Father, I want to thank you that as you continue to pour out who you are into our hearts. We would continue to respond by giving you more and more of our hearts afresh, so that you would live in us and live out of us and touch multitudes with the love and the life of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Thank you for standing. Just gonna take two minutes, just mindful of the time, just a couple of minutes around your tables. Two things that you've just really been impacted with through what God has been saying or doing this morning. If there's time, maybe good to pray for one another. Let's just spend a little bit of time loving on each other around the tables just for a few minutes. Thank you for being brilliant. Thanks, guys. On the, if you're on the, on the screen, please send us on the chat, email info at kingdomfaith.com, what God has been saying to you this morning, how you've been impacted by what God has been doing, and we look forward to celebrating with you. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.